This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jackie Franchelli from Wahoo's 24-7. And we've got a bonus episode this week. We had you covered on the offense and special teams on Tuesday. But today... Let's talk a little bit about the defense. This group has a chip on their shoulder, obviously. If you look at those numbers from last year, you probably didn't want to look at them anyways. So now they want to make sure they don't have a repeat from last year. So like on Tuesday, we'll bring in Daily Progress's Greg Medea and CBS 19's Preston Willett to discuss the defense and to see what their thoughts on. Will this be a better group heading into this season? So guys, thanks so much for joining us again. Yeah, good to be back. Happy to do and, it. And I just noticed, Preston, Tony Bennett would not like us today. We're both wearing orange. I know. We've got the orange going. But I hear, <laughs> I hear it's an orange out for game one. So, I mean, we're more in the football season. That's true. We're in true UVA football spirit. Yeah. So, Greg, you, you didn't get the memo today. Sorry, guys. I keep my neutral my neutral spirit <laughs> Is that alive. black? Or, or are you saying we're going to have black jerseys this year, Greg? Oh, th- there you go. Spoiler. We're going to have black jerseys or UVA. You heard it here on Good Old Podcast. I didn't break it. Greg Medea break it. So if we don't have black jerseys, follow him on Twitter and just tell him yeah. that. Let he him was hear wrong. it. <laughs> All right. So let's start off with a group that I've been pretty impressed with, the defensive line. I, I think I've been saying this a lot this fall. This has gone from a group that I thought they were going to have some depth issues going this year, but through the transfer portal and just development, from some of these guys, like Chico Bennett coming back from injury, I think it's their strongest group, uh, minus the wider receivers. I think the D-line is probably their strongest group. So, Preston, Greg, do you buy the defensive line is going to be the strongest group for UVA this season? Let's start with you, Preston. I'd absolutely buy that. Um, you look at the depth that they brought in, all the transfers that they brought in, and that was the thing that Tony Elliott said you know, yesterday, talking about, you know, kind of where he was expecting things in fall camp. He wasn't sure how these transfers were going to kind of mesh with what was returning there. And you look at Cam Butler. I mean, he's a guy that's probably one of your best defensive players right away coming out of Miami, Ohio, and the you know ability that he had there, a three-time All-Mac performer. Uh, you look at some of the other guys that have kind of really stepped up. Aaron Falmui has become like a leader in that defensive room as, after being more of a quiet guy on that defensive side. Jameer Carter is a guy that's been very steady for them and looks to make a big jump. He's slimmed down a little bit, add a little bit more muscle. So he said the weight's not down, but he's got more muscle now. He looks a little bit faster out there. Uh, And then Ben Smiley, I mean, who's everyone's favorite, you know, fall camp, spring, you know, biggest improver under this new coaching (laughs) staff. It really seems like the guy that's made the biggest jump looking at him. I mean, they keep talking about 
kind of like a, a Jonathan Allen-esque guy that can move around, do a lot of different things for you. He the, the fastest guy on the defensive line by far. Uh, a lot of talent. You know, you mentioned Chico Bennett before. Uh, Mike Green's another guy that could possibly step up. He had some flashes last season as a freshman. So, I mean, there's, I mean, you could honestly go on for days saying all the names on this group, and that's really the best thing. Is you know, Coach Bennett or Coach Elliott was talking. I know I got my Tonys mixed up there for a second. <laughs> all, all the all the Tonys, but you know, looking at all the guys, that's really what they wanted. They wanted a mix of different guys that could kind of slide in there, do a little bit here and there instead of relying on, all right, these are our four guys. They're going to have to go out there game by game. So, uh, Greg, are they going to be all smiles on the defensive line? Oh, come on, pun. I think so. That was good. That was good. (laughs) Well well done, Jackie. I I, I do. I mean, you you just – you look about – you look at this group and and you know it's a strong group when the other players across the defense are talking about it, like – Anthony Johnson, the the cornerback, he, he goes, you know, with what this defensive line can do, those defensive backs are going to reap the benefits, right? They, they're thinking with the pressure the defensive front can create, there are going to be some forced throws by opposing quarterbacks, and, and the defensive backs could have some good chances at interceptions, right? When when the group when one group is inspiring another, I think that's a that's a pretty positive sign, and they have they have some players that are versatile. Up front, I know they they said they were trying to get players to master one position first, but there are some guys cross training. Jack Camper being one of them, uh, playing the end and the the edge position. Paula Carey uh, from Columbia, uh, he's smart and, and, and he's learned both the inside <laughs> position and the outside position. So some defensive tackle and some defensive end. Uh, he he told me so. I, I think with what they can do up front, with how many players they can roll in and out. Uh, Devontae Davis from South Carolina, run stuffer type player. Uh, I, I think they're going to be pretty solid on the defensive line, and and that's that's a major development for for UVA. Tony Elliott talked about functional depth, right? Not just having bodies you can throw out there, but having players that can help you uh, when you bring in your your second and potentially third player on a depth chart. And this defensive line has it. Yeah, I know. A lot of talk is talk about Virginia's recruiting. They recruited really well in the transfer portal for that D-line heading into the season. So you can say anything. Uh, I know they've gotten a lot of heat the last few weeks on high school recruiting, transfer portal recruiting, major upgrade on that D-line. And I agree with you guys. This is a very talented group for them. Um, just looking at their first ta- first team D-line, from what we can tell, they've lined up Cam Butler, Aaron Famui, Jameer Carter, and Chico Bennett. That's a very talented first group when you think that Ben Smiley's not there in that first group. Mike Green's not there in that first group. And Mike Diada has been playing in that second group a lot too. He's been developing pretty well. And then Devontae Davis, he's not even in that first group. So I can expect a lot of rotation. That means a lot of fresh legs, which was a problem last year, um, especially with that quick offense. Sometimes they were just tired. Um, So I'm really curious. And when looking at their D-line drills too, what I thought was kind of stood out to me was, Yes, they were focused on, you know, turning over the ball to forcing turnovers. But Chris Slade yelling at the guys like, yes, try to get the ball out. But first, tackle, secure the tackle, then go for the takeaway. I, I know a lot of people said, oh, it looks like they have a lot of ball security, uh, ball drills where they're forcing takeovers. Like, yes, but they say tackle first, which is obviously if you're a Virginia fan, tackling was a little bit of an issue last year. So Just hopefully it'll be bit better hopefully it'll be a little bit better it looks like it's better but obviously we've only seen uh practice but the 
the but thing for me is confidence that their tackling is better, which is, you know, as you know, half the battle. So as we uh, stop here with the D-line, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about another group that UVA fans seem to have a lot to talk about, the secondary. So we'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's the most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply and welcome back to the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jackie Franchilli for Wahoo's 24-7. We have Preston Wallet from CBS 19 and Greg Medea from The Daily Progress. So we've been talking about the Virginia defense and kind of previewing what the expectations are for this season. We talk about the D-line, but I think the, the position group that a lot of people want to know more about is the secondary. They were heavily criticized last year, and I was one that thought it was unfairly so. Yes, there were some problems. But I think a lot of their problems was with things happening ahead of them. Um, a lot of uh, missed assignments uh, ahead of the game. Also, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. So if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, a lot of stuff is happening behind. So I think the secondary was – I think they needed to be criticized in certain things, but I think unfairly criticized also for the multitude of people saying it was their fault. Um, so I'm buying that the secondary is going to be better this year just because I think the overall defense – is a little simpler for this this group to kind of, uh, kind of mesh well. Um, Greg, let's start with you. Do you think the secondary will be better this year, especially with them having five DBs on the field most of the time? I, I think it'll be better, so I'll buy it. But I am a little concerned about the depth. Uh, I, I think the secondary has a little bit of a depth issue, right? You're going to play five DBs, so you're going to have five starters on the field that you trust. I don't know how much you trust the guys behind them at this point, right? I, I think maybe you have a quality backup in Cohen King who started some games last year. But aside from the five starters, right, you got Anthony Johnson, Fentrell Cypress at the corner spots, and then you have the three safety positions, uh, likely what, Antonio Clary, Darius Bratton, uh, and Langston Long. Uh, I, I think outside of those five, like who else do you trust? Cohen King I mentioned. I think that's what they have to kind of figure out as this season begins is 
Who else can you put back there? Maybe Elijah Gaines, Aiden Ryan has been a name you've heard a little bit about, those two guys in, in, in preseason camp. Uh, but other than that, I think you worry about that, especially in some of those games against teams in the ACC that have quality quarterbacks, right? The ACC is now a quarterback league this year. Uh, I think when you play Louisville and Malik Cunningham, you play uh, Tyler Van Dyke in Miami, and those teams are going to be throwing the ball around a little bit. Uh, to me, I think that's when you start to worry about the secondary a little bit. How about you, Preston? Yeah, Greg, I definitely agree with you know the depth issues because, I mean, on paper, the first five guys yeah. that listed off there, they look great. Like, no if, you, if that was your secondary the entire year, you'd be great. But what have we learned about UVA secondaries the past couple of years? They never stay healthy. And we've already seen in camp already Antonio Clary's had injury issues. You know, Fintrell Cypress missed half of last season with an injury. So, I mean, there are already some injury. Cohen King has missed time in camp as well. Um, but I, I do I do buy that the secondary will be better. And I think some of the younger guys uh, will, will kind of develop as the season goes on. And a guy that we haven't mentioned a lot is Jonas Sanker, who Coach Elliott says, you know, he brings some physicality to that secondary. So he's going to be part of that depth equation. He might even be starting if he didn't miss all of the spring ball. Uh, and some of fall ball with an injury. So I think this is a good a good secondary group. I think Anthony Johnson, you know, in a gear where maybe the ACC secondaries aren't the best, I think he might be one of the best corners in the ACC and just his ability to take the ball away. Uh, Fintrell Cypress, I thought, looked great at times early on in the season last year. He made a huge play at North Carolina when really that might have been the only good play the secondary made at North Carolina last year. Uh, so I think there's some good things. And I think also – yeah, Jackie, you made a good point. This The secondary was not at fault for a lot of last season. I think people had gotten a little too caught up in – because I would say that two years before that, they were at fault for a lot of the, the defensive miss, you know, shortcomings and everything. But last year was more on that front seven. And now that that front seven's improved, maybe you get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback. I think that is also going to help the secondary this year. Yeah, and, and also, you know, when you look at what this DB's face – Every single day in practice, this wide receiver room, it's, it's pretty nice to face one of some of the top ACC wide receivers, Dontavian Wicks, Laville Davis, Keaton Thompson, Billy Kemp. Those guys are going to help them with the consistent reps that they've been getting. Um, and you mentioned Anthony Johnson. That's a guy that I still can't believe is a transfer to UVA. He only was on grounds last year for the first year. That's a guy that has respect in the locker room, and it's someone whose attitude and just presence on UVA's grounds that you just think he's been there for years and he's always wanted to be from UVA. You think he's an in-state player, but he's actually from Florida, South Florida. Um, so he's definitely a guy that's really crucial for that locker room in the secondary. And I agree with you guys. Depth is a concern. Um, I do think they have a really good starting five. And I'm I'm one where I think there's uh, – last year I mentioned it in one of uh, my podcasts was that I thought the younger secondaries should have had more playing time last year. Um, I felt like it was uh, more of a seniority at that point. Uh, I, I didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Preston, look at that. <laughs> um, so I felt like a lot of the younger guys um, needed to step in. You know, like, uh, you know, if Antonio Clary didn't get hurt, he wouldn't get more. I thought, you know, Jonas Sanker might have got a little bit more t- playing time. You know, Donovan Johnson is another guy that I think has impressed in certain points during fall camp, too. So I- I'm. Maybe I'm a little more half full, glass half full when it comes to secondary because I, I think some of the younger talent, once they get more reps, and I think they're going to get more reps against like Richmond, 
um, uh, against those early games that they have against ODU. And maybe that will help UVA kind of have that depth together by the time the second half of the season. Because my, my thing is, if that first half of the season wasn't the way it is, I'll be more worried. It's that first half of the schedule seems to complement all these positions that need experience. So I think I'm relying a lot on that for certain positions, but that that's why I buy that the secondary will be better. So kind of end with this defense got criticized a lot. Fundamentals was focused during this fall camp. Do you think this defense, I'm not going to say it's going to be the strength. I think there's going to be, it, it's too far of a leap to go from weakness to strength and kind of take this team forward. But do you think this defense will do enough to keep, you know, UVA can close games when the offense has to kind of secure the secure the win. And they're not going to be, I, I guess, not cost the game like they did last year. Preston. Absolutely. I'm buying that because it's similar to the offensive line. You just have to do enough when you've got the type of weapons you have on the other side of the ball, with Brennan Armstrong, those receivers and everything. The defense just has to do enough. And really, can they do much worse? I don't think so because, you know, they're not. And I mean, the big- there's you can always do worse. I guess you could do a little bit worse. I mean, I think Duke finished behind them in a couple of the statistics last year. So, But what Coach Radzinski has done, as I think is the perfect thing, what this defense needed, let's just focus on tackling people. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you look at the number of times that the ball carriers would get through, even against Georgia Tech last year, like they're running all over UVA, uh, especially that BYU game. You saw that a lot. If you could just tackle some guys – get a couple three and outs. I remember at the Pittsburgh game last year, I was standing on the sideline. I'm just like, can they get one three and out? Just so like Kenny Pickett, it's not going, you know, tick for tack up and down the field. Could they get one three and out against a Malik Cunningham or a Tyler Van Dyke this year? I think that's going to be the huge key for them is just to kind of get, take some of the pressure off their offense uh, just so they can do that. And I, I, I do buy that they have the talent now and the depth at a lot of those spots to do that. Yeah, Greg, we're watching the linebackers. So that that is a deep group here for for UVA on defense. Yeah, I, I do think so. That that linebacker group, I know we didn't talk about it a lot, but uh, I think they found somebody to play next to Nick Jackson, which was the big big storyline there going into camp, right? And Josh Ahern, uh, he's had a nice camp. But as far as the overall defense, uh, I'll buy the that they'll be better than last year for a couple of reasons, and and one is is Rodzinski's understanding. Uh, of what his players can and cannot do. Uh, talking to him a little bit uh, this week, he had said uh, that that they're paring it down so that players can play fast, right? They installed a lot in the preseason. Uh, they installed a lot, but they're not going to overcomplicate it, especially early in the year. They're going to pare it down so players can play fast. They can play free. Uh, and he goes, really, it's all about block destruction and tackling. Uh, and that's, that's really interesting to hear right it's it's not it's not about how much they can do what type of exotic blitzes or 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 anything you can do in a secondary disguise wise it's about very very simple things and and I think that's a great starting point for this defense right you have athletes on that side of the ball especially on the defensive line just let them go play a little bit first before you overcomplicate things so I think that's really really important factors that Rodzinski his focus on fundamentals his focus on on not not overextending uh, defense early in the development of his scheme at Virginia. I think that that's really, really important. Yeah. I think the quote that stood out for me for coach Rudd, I don't know if it was the spring or the fall when we were asking about his defensive philosophy 
and uh, talking, and he's talked a little bit about simplifying a little, couple things for this team and about communication. Everyone has to be on the same page. And he said, you don't want to talk to your wife and complicate things uh, when you're trying to communicate in your family. And I thought that was a really good quote and kind of somehow everything is and talking to the players. And it's the reason why I'm buying that they'll be better is they, they say that they can, they can just act rather than take that extra second or two and think about what they need to do, which means they'll be behind, which means they'll be sloppy and tackling, means that every everything kind of goes downhill if you're taking a second or two to think. By the simplification, they're able to act first. Um, and also, I, I think the big thing for me is something that we touched on earlier. With that strong D-line, they'll be able to cause more pressure, which means you're going to force offenses to make mistakes, which will also alleviate the pressure on the secondary that might not have much depth that you would want. And also when you have a linebacker room that Nick Jackson, Josh Ahern are your first team, it looks like, then you have Hunter Stewart and uh, Jackson in your second team. And then you have, I think, uh, let's see, who else? Um, uh, Deshaun Perry is one that has been kind of a, a guy that's come out in fall camp. It's He moved to the Will linebacker position, which I think was his natural position. I thought it was mm-hmm. – Interesting that they tried to move him a little bit more inside, and that was a bit of a struggle for him. Um, I, I really like the move to Deshaun Perry to the will because that seemed like a more natural position. So you see those guys in uh, Scott Bracey also. Um, he's a guy that's come in and someone that we've seen. I know he's a first year, but he seems, you know, physically, he's a the guy that looks like he's a third, fourth year, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, so they have a lot of guys in the linebacker room to help stop the run. Um, it's just, you know, just making sure everyone gelling and quick starts, you know, that's something that in that first scrimmage, every single guy on defense said that they were not happy that they did not start fast enough. And in the ACC against those very good quarterbacks, you have to start quickly. So looks like we're, you know, after shooting two episodes and one in the offense, special teams, one on defense, it looks like we're pretty optimistic about this season guys or cautiously optimistic. I think so. I think UVA fans should be excited, right? It's a new, it's a new era of, of football for for the Cavaliers with Tony Elliott. I, I think with the talent they have back at quarterback and receiver, there, there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, I think they're going to be competitive, right? It, it, mo- most weeks, I, I probably say that throughout the whole season they'll be competitive in games, uh, and that's that's a good thing, right? You want those toss up games because if you're in toss up games, it means you got a shot to be pretty good. Yeah, I think with everything we've talked about it, Greg, you made the point there. I, I don't think there's a game on the schedule that you go ahead and mark down as a loss. I think every game is going to be competitive, especially when you have that back stretch when you have all those teams coming to Scott yeah. Stadium. And then that beginning stretch, while you know they're still getting used to everything that they've learned in fall camp and everything, it's not, you know, you know, it's not hard. It's not the most difficult schedule in the world when you're playing Richmond, Illinois, Old, Old Dominion, Syracuse. Like you can kind of build some momentum in that early part of the schedule before you get to that tough back half. Uh, but I, you know, I think there's a lot of op- reasons for optimism right now in Charlottesville. So they're winning the AC Coastal and playing the AC yeah. Championship game. That's what I heard. BCS National Championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the last. No, don't forget. This is the last AC Coastal, guys. This is the last time yeah. we're gonna have Coastal Chaos. How chaotic would be would it be that UVA, who's picked fourth, would win the AC Coastal? Or may, wait, actually, Duke won. That would probably be more chaotic. But let's just That'd go with UVA here. 
I mean, I don't think we had, I don't think in that preseason poll, you know, us as people that voted, I don't think we put enough chaos into that poll. I think, you know, there no. should have been first place, at least five first place votes for every team. If, if uh, Vanderbilt get a vote in the SEC, right? Why can't Duke get a vote in the ACC? Right? Why can't, well, well why can't UVA get a vote in that one? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think with Virginia though, right? In the coastal, when you have so much turnover in the coaching, right? It's not only Virginia who changed coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Miami's got a new coach in Mario Cristobal. Uh, there's a new coach at Duke and Mike Elko. Uh, he, he, you're looking at a lot of programs in transition down the road in Virginia Tech, right? Can't forget your Brent Pry and then Hokies. Like, there's a lot of opportunity there, right, for one of those teams to emerge uh, as, as someone who handled the as, as a program that handled the transition best, right? I think uh, of the teams with continuity, Pitt is probably the team you look at and think, well, Narduzzi's there in his eighth year. Uh, and they have a lot of pieces back. I know Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison are gone, but they have a lot of pieces back, and they're probably the favorite. But outside of that, you know, that, that division, I think with a lot of unknowns and a lot of uncertainty because of how much turnover there has been in the division, you know, it makes it makes week after week seem winnable, at least in my opinion. And I think you've, you made the point there that, you know, I, there's probably a question mark with every single team in the conference because yeah, yeah you, you talked about having consistency with Narduzzi at Pitt but they also lost Whipple after you know whatever happened there in that situation <laughs> but you know Whipple coached one of the best offenses in the country so it's not just an assumption that they're going to be back at that level especially with Kenny Pickett gone and Jordan Addison gone I mean I mean we saw it last year at Pittsburgh I mean that they combined for four touchdowns against Virginia last year so you don't have that connection anymore so I think there are question marks down the board, you know, can Tyler Van Dyke kind of continue the success that he had towards the back half of last season over an entire 12 game schedule? I think that's going to be a question. You know, how does Mario Cristobal's first year go? And then, you know, UNC, you know, they this is probably the first year that they're not picked to, you know, win the coastal division uh, with all the hype that Mac Brown created there. You know, what are they going to look like with a new quarterback now that Sam Howell's gone? And they, you know, they just named Drake May the quarterback there. So really, interesting division this year and i think it's going to live up to the coastal chaos name for one final time all right so we're going to sign off here but before i do quick fire you can't think about it you're just going to say the first thing that pops into your head virginia versus virginia tech who wins preston virginia Greg. all right yeah. i everyone on the board says i've been i've been pumping up that game as uva was going to win in my prediction story so uh so uh, I've already got the Hokies fans have found me. They've they found me. They've, they've, they've told me that I am wrong, and I they're coming um, at you with twenty years of success. So yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I I'm apparently really famous on their uh, message boards after that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for for joining us. Um, I really appreciate you kind of breaking things down. Anytime. Happy to do it. And obviously, if you want to continue to listen to our podcast episodes, why don't you go to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Our podcast episodes are going to be ramping up. We're going to have three episodes a week starting on game week against Richmond. So we'll have game previews, game analysis, and also we'll have a behind enemy lines feature. So look out for that starting next week. And why don't you go ahead and head to Apple and Spotify and review and rate us. So for Greg Medea, Preston Willett, I'm Jackie Franchilli. Have a great rest of your week. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, 
highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.